At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yep, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now, but I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. Hey guys, it's Mark. And I'm Charity. And welcome to the Case Watch Podcast. Case Watch deals with content meant for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Case Confirming the body found in Grand Teton National Park is Gabby Petito, and she was killed. We, the jury, in the above entitled action, find the defendant, Orenthal James Simpson, not guilty of the crime of murder. Late today, Chris Watts was officially charged with the murders of his wife and his two young girls. Remember these words. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. Hey guys, Christopher here from New York. Been a fan from the beginning and I just gotta say... I'm a creep, I'm a weirdo, what the hell am I doing here? I'm listening to Case Watch, Case Watch, Case Watch. <laughs> I hope you guys are having a great day. You guys are awesome. I love the conversation and the dynamics of your personalities. Um... I just love you guys, so keep doing what you're doing. Christopher, I was not having a good day, and, and now then we are. I checked that voicemail, and I'm having a good day. What a nice voice, actually. Dude, you're a good singer. I Holy know. crap. Guys, if you want to call the hotline and sing, you want to say hello, text the voicemail line to 603-212-4600. It's that easy. It is. We have a backlog, so we will be getting to you guys. I am so excited. I can't even believe, like, I threw this out there as kind of like a, hey, this would be funny, yep. and now my voicemail is full. I love hearing everyone's voices, because we, we do interact a ton, you know, via messaging back and forth, but to oh, actually yeah. hear our Crime Creeps voices, I absolutely love it. Love I know. It. There's been times that I'm like, I wonder what this person sounds like. Right? Guys, 603-212-4600. You want to follow the show on social media, Facebook and Instagram, we're Case Watch Podcast, Twitter, Case Watch Pod. Guys, I need help overcoming my partner in crime over here. So at not Mark B on Instagram, 
Team Mark. If you want to go for charity for some weird reason, it's charity underscore case watch. That's not nice. And I am still beating you, by the way. Yes, you are. But I'm pulling out the secret weapon. I've been posting some of my photography. I said that the other day to myself in my head. (laughs) I almost didn't want to like the beautiful pictures that you took, but I did because I am a good supporter of my fellow crime creep. You got to do what you got to do, Charity. (sighs) Now, team Mark for the win. Guys, this is not good, though. A 28-year-old woman described as severely disabled was left abandoned in a towed car in Washington State in freezing temperatures for nine days after her mother left her in the vehicle, police said. Oh, my God, Mark. Yeah, this is, uh, hmm, I don't know who right now I should be mad at. Ugh. Not a lot of details have been released. What we know is the woman's sister called police in Kent near Seattle on February 14th, saying her adult sister, with whom she described as severely disabled, had not been seen since earlier in the month. Police said that in a news release last Tuesday. That is so sad. How can people go? I mean, this is case after case after case now where we've had these people that go missing for extended periods of time. Oh, my God. The investigation found that the woman was last seen February 5th, guys, when her mother, 45 years old, parked her vehicle at a gas station in Kent and then walked off with her daughter still in the car. Yikes. Well, that answers my question right here. You're a douchebag. You make me sick. The car had been privately towed at the request of the gas station personnel, police said. They contacted the tow company, which had moved the car to a lot in, I'm going to mess this up, Charity, then I think I'm you. <gasps> Burian? Yes. The tow company then checked the car and found the woman inside the vehicle. She had been inside the car for nine days alone in the tow yard during near freezing weather. Police requested medical aid for the woman whom the King County Sheriff's Office and King County Fire found in serious medical condition. She was transported to a hospital for treatment. Her condition is not known. Oh, God. That makes me... So a couple of things, Mark, run through my mind right now, okay? Okay. Do we think, because we don't know, we don't know the condition of the mother? Correct. She could be very, very mentally ill. It's very possible. I'm just saying that because we don't know. Now, it's wrong of us to think that she's not or she is because we don't know. So, because who, what, what right-minded person would do something I like know. that? You know what I'm saying? A severely disabled. And as you read on, because I have read this, we'll learn a little bit more about why nobody knew she was in the vehicle. Oh, yeah. Because when they called and checked the vehicle in the tow yard, she was underneath a pile of clothes. Like a lot of clothes, the way it was described. Now, was she being hidden? That's my question. I'm so confused. I mean, that's kind of how it looks. We we can speculate maybe, but we don't know the facts yet because this just happened. I, I'm I'm interested to see where this goes. I'm outraged. This whole thing is wrong. I can't um, believe it. Just so people know, like I've seen a lot of people blaming the tow company. Right. They're 100% in the right here. Because b- let me be one of those people. Okay. Because when I first read it, I was like, okay, the mother leaves and the tow company doesn't even see a person. But as I read on, I said to myself, there's a good reason why they don't open the vehicle. And if she was that disabled and could not move and there was a ton of clothes on top of her and you really couldn't see her, you wouldn't. 
think anything of it. So you, you continue on as a person who used to. All right. So I used to drive a tow truck years and years ago for many, many years. So more than likely, this was a private lot tow, which meant it was a scoop and go. The guy, they backed up, they picked it up. You don't even have to load the car. Guaranteed that's what it was. Threw the lights on the back, brought it to the yard. So now what happens if, you know, people are saying, well, why didn't they go through the car? Why? Now you're going to open that car up. Now you're exposing the tow company to a liability of, oh, well, I had $500 in my center console, and it's gone now. Right, when there was nothing in it. I had a PlayStation 4 that was underneath that clothes in the back seat, and it's gone now. Yeah. People will say, oh, no, 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 no. No, we saw this stuff every single week. This happened repeatedly. I bet. And it's sad that we've gotten to this point in society but they're not at fault. It was not their responsibility. And honestly, my instant being mad falls right at the mom. Yeah, I do too. I want to know more about her I situation. I need to know more. I agree yeah. with you. I, I need, need to, to know. know. And I hope this woman, I, I hope she's okay. I mean, nine days is a long time. They haven't released any more info other than serious medical. Yeah. So we'll find out and we'll follow the story. It makes me sick. Me too. We'll keep up, keep you guys updated. Yep. Uh, what else do we got today, Charity? Please tell me we have something to bring the spirits up, at least. I do, Mark. Well, today, Mark, as we know, we have the continuation of the Dennis Nielsen case. A lot of people are hankering for the finish of this. I had somebody reach me uh, out to me with a personal message that said, I have to wait a whole weekend? I know. Sorry we did that to you guys. <laughs> we didn't mean to, but it happened. Sorry, no sorry. But because of that and of what we just heard, I do have some triple Ds to just brighten us a little bit. Oh, Triple D palette cleanser, guys. Here we go. So here's the first one. At 1.30 on a Sunday morning, an ambulance was stolen from a hospital in Philadelphia. The thief just wanted to take the ambulance for a joyride. I mean, doesn't everybody? I mean, kind of, and put like the siren on. That's the best part that about like a police working car, in public right? safety. Yeah, you get to do that. What this Einstein didn't realize was that there was an EMT in the back. That oh, no. quickly called 911 to report the crime, then jumped out the back. He only suffered minor injuries, but got the job done by calling the cops. And unfortunately, the joyride came to an abrupt end. Oh, I don't know. I want to say he's a douchebag, but I kind of like this guy. He's just mean, like, I mean, that's every kid's dream. You got to kind of look in the back, though. I mean, it's pretty wide open, isn't it? Some are. Yeah. But we it, we it don't all know depends. Which one it was, so. there, there are sealed off back ones that you can't really see through. Huh. <laughs> guy. Maybe try stealing something, maybe not at the hospital area. I think he's a dimwit. <laughs> I, I agree with yeah, you, Yeah, I think he's a dimwit. You're a dimwit. You're a dimwit. Many of us have had a fake ID in our lifetime, right, Mark? I've never had one. Mark? I I swear to you, God. Right here. Like, oh, I, I have... I oh, have Scout's honor right Scout's there. Scout's honor his, up. He's got his two, his two fingers up. Scout's honor. Yep. Right. I have never had one. Well, I unfortunately or fortunately did for a <gasps> short time in college. Charity case watch? But I did not steal it. Okay. It was my own ID that might or might not have been augmented. Don't come for me, people. I, I, think, <laughs> I think it's past the, the time where I could get in trouble for that. Uh, let, let's just say um, Harity Che had one. Yeah. <laughs> Remember Pig Latin? That was so much fun so back much in the fun. day. Harity Che had one because we don't know the federal <laughs> liabilities and uh, how long that this is a... Uh, able to be prosecuted for. Yes, thank you, Mark. In 2013, a 26-year-old woman was at an Applebee's about to place an adult beverage order with her waitress, Brianna Pretty. I love that last name. It's P-R-I-D-D-Y. Pretty. I kind of like that, Isn't too. Isn't that cute? That is. Brianna, of course, doing her job, asked the woman to see her driver's license to make sure she was of drinking age. When she looked at the woman's license, 
she was looking at a picture of herself. Wait. That, yeah, that's oh right. Oh my God. <laughs> that's right. The woman showed Brianna her very own license that had been stolen from her a month earlier, along with her other personal items and money. So instead of getting, you know, a big ass margarita, sorry, I said that little swear word, the woman would get a nice trip in a police car. You, I, I need to just, let me, let me let the stupidity settle for a second. Oh, that's awesome. You're a douchebag. Yeah, she A, you're a thief. Yeah. And B, you're so dim-witted, dopey that you, I, I don't know, I'm using all the dumbass this, words this here. This a dumbass. You give the person the ID you stole it from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we did say before, it does take all kinds, Charity, it that's for sure. all kinds. Oh. See, I'm working up because I have two more left. Okay. And they get from better to excellent. They get better than this. They get delightful. Oh, everyone loves that. I'm excited. Go ahead. I got to hear how delightful this gets. March 30th, 2015, Melissa Jacobson was standing in a very long customer service line at a big K waiting to return some items. She realized she had to go to the bathroom. So she left her items to save her spot. But it must have been an emergency mark because instead of actually going to the bathroom, she would duck behind a register and relieve herself right there. She then continued with her return. As the day went on, employees started to smell something really gross. Oh, my God. This went on. (laughs) This is when they found the deposit. (laughs) (laughs) I like what you did there. Security cameras were checked right away and found Melissa wearing a shirt that said quote unquote dropping a load literally dropping a load if you guys could see my face right now <laughs> this one killed me police went to the woman's home and she was arrested for resisting arrest and disorderly conduct a little side note she was still wearing the dropping a load shirt <laughs> oh my god how amazing was that one that's she's so gross. Got a, she's the dumbest of dumbasses. How far could the bathroom have been? Right, like just you, you're gonna poop on the floor. Like, ooh. There are now two Kmart's left in this world, and you completely—you're <laughs> the reason why Kmart is out of business. No. Uh, don't you? I I grew up with Kmart, and yeah, it's so sad cha- when they changed it to the Big K. I liked Kmart. I did too. And we they had the blue light special. Do you remember that? I do. And my local... Ladies co- and gentlemen, mm-hmm. over in the women's shoe department, yeah. women's five-inch pumps are on the blue light special. <laughs> 40% off. <laughs> I remember that. They and had the little thing that pushed, and the light would flash. It was like my childhood. And they, at, at my local Kmart in my town, there was an elderly woman. Well, I don't know if she was elderly for the whole 10 years that she worked there, <laughs> but she looked exactly the same, and she literally had blue hair. Really? Yeah, she I think it really, was supposed uh, to be like gray, but it was always perfectly styled, and I, I, she was a staple. You'd go there to see her. Yeah, she was the blue light special. She, Oh, she must have been. She was representing. Yeah, that's taking your job a little seriously. So I have one more left, and this was sent to us by Karen. Okay. And it is a local story that just happened, so I am not using any names. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. 
We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Oh, I'm excited to hear this. There's no names because it's local. Okay. <laughs> I don't want anyone to come for me, but it was it, it was printed and really happened, <laughs> and I'm, I'm going excited. to read about it. All right, Charity, take it away. A 33-year-old Boston man was stabbed early Sunday morning at the Back Bay MBTA station. A 44-year-old man was arrested for the assault. Apparently, the victim had been in a bathroom stall in the bathroom at the train station. The stabber went into the bathroom and told the victim to flush the toilet. <laughs> Uh, I'm not sure if his senses were offended and wanted a courtesy flush or he just noticed the man hadn't flushed and that bothered him, but that's odd. <laughs> the victim told the man to mind his own business and the men began to argue through the stall walls. The stabber then left the bathroom and waited for the victim to come out. He must have been a number one, not a number two. Because he was <laughs> he was out sooner. <laughs> Your mind is so messed up. <laughs> I know. He then confronted the man and asked if he was the non-flusher that was talking, you know what, between stall walls. Poop. <laughs> Basically. The two men then got into a physical altercation, leading to the stabbing. The stabber ran off but was caught and arrested for the alleged stabbing. The victim went to the hospital and received treatment for his stab wound and was released. I bet he'll never not flush his dookies ever again. Oh, my God. What's with the poop stories? I don't know, but there is a code of conduct for public toilets. It's called shut up and don't talk to the people next to you. Yeah. Why is he even bothered by the flushing? Definitely don't go to a Home Depot bathroom. Oh, wow. Do you know what the most annoying thing is? Is you'll be in a restroom and minding your own business, and then you'll hear somebody having a full-blown conversation on the cell phone next to you. Really? It's like, dude. While they're on the john. Yes. Huh. It's like, what is wrong with you? That's very interesting. You're like, yeah, so like, uh, you know, what What are you doing later? You want to go out and get some dinner? And it's just like, not the time, buddy. That's weird. It is what odd. What if they heard like bathroom sounds? That would bother me. I mean, it's their own deal. They are on the phone. I know, but that's what I'm saying. I know. Like, maybe maybe the other person on the other line doesn't know they're in the bathroom. And if they make a sound that makes them know that they're in the bathroom. I don't know, Charity. We're normal. So Are, are we, though? <laughs> I don't know. We're normal-ish. Ish. <laughs> Ish. Ish. That's a good a good one. So, at least we're not the only ones who don't know how to say Worcestershire sauce. That's true. Yeah. See? Not Worcestershire. Just us. Worcestershire. I can't say it. I don't know. Whatever. I love how like our whole crime creep group just has our back with everything. They sure do. You guys do. rock. And I got to give Christopher credit again. Like I am singing. Charity's like trying to tell great Triple D cases over here. And I'm over here going, I'm a creep. Don't. don't it, it was nice in my brain the way he sang it. He <laughs> sang it so good. I got it. Christopher, if you can come up with a Triple D intro song. I will play it for you, my friend. Oh, yeah. 
I would I wonder love if he can. that. I bet he could. He sounded pretty darn yeah. talented. And he sends us a lot of stuff too. He's one that sends us a lot. A huge shout out. I, I know we have been failing our creeps and mentioning them on the show because they're so many, so many. I am going to start writing down a bunch, and for next week we will do a whole rundown. Charity's digging through her phone as we speak, yep. so. Let's give her a second. So I'm just going to sit over here. This is what you do in the biz. Waste yep. time. So everybody, how are you doing today? Yep. Well, let's, let's shout out Jerry and Lacey, Dixie, Hoghead, Walter, Christopher, um, Daniel, right? Yep. Um, AJ, Sasha, Ariel, Michelle, Jackie, Anastasia, Pamela, Rachel, uh, did you get? So oh yeah, you you going Jeremy, down the list? Holy crap! Selena, Lisa, Pam, Eddie, Beauty. Oh yep, yep. Some of them are Instagram names. Yep, Kimberly, Brandy, Brittany, Brittany. Brittany's my favorite. Tiffany, Shan, Perfect by Daylight. I oh know that's God. an Instagram name. Crystal, Emily, you guys are the best. I know we kind of just ran through it, but uh, we'll do a whole show for you guys soon. We sure will. We don't forget about you guys. We appreciate every comment and every. It's the only reason we do this stuff. Exactly. Honestly, I love it. It just it's. I will see. I get caught up at night sometimes, and then like I'll I'll see like eight mixed missed messages on my phone, and I see charity's been having conversations with people (laughs) for like an hour, and I'm like, I'm missing out. So I do appreciate the people that reach out to me directly, you know, helping me on Team Mark and everything. That's at not Mark B on Instagram, just in case you were wondering. Charity underscore case watch. We should give a fake name for you for next week so I can take the lead. We're actually neck and neck. You're less than 10 ahead of me now. I'm eight ahead of you to be exact. Oh my God, you actually checked. I checked right before I got here. (laughs) That's awesome. Of course I did. I had to let the people know how much I'm ahead. Okay, I see how it is. Let's uh, let's unswell our head. But anyways, let's carry on with this case because I know I am super excited to hear it. Yes. So let's continue on with what Dennis has been up to. Yeah, this is good. By August of 1980, the bodies under the floorboards really began to smell horrible as they were obviously decaying. Not only was there a horrible smell, but the bodies had also attracted insects and maggots. Ugh. Oh, these poor bodies. These poor people. That's bo- so oh sad. Oh my gosh. Dennis tried using all kinds of bug sprays and deodorants, realizing nothing was working. He decided that they needed to be burned. What is with these people? A decaying body, you cannot... A, a pesticide is, or like a yeah. perfume is going to do nothing to well, mask that smell. Charity, these are also people who kill other people That's and true. think it's okay. So I think their level of actual caring and... Critical thinking are really not up there. You are the voice of reason, Mark. Sometimes. Sometimes. Tell Kristen that. No, I'm not going to tell Kristen that. (laughs) (laughs) Because there was more than one body, he would dismember them and throw all these poor souls' body parts into the fire. Oh, my God. I know. Dennis's landlord would tell him he needed to leave his home because he was planning to do some construction. Oh, no. Yeah. This was in October of 1981. So Dennis would quickly get rid of his most recent victim and move to an attic apartment. His new address would be 23 Cranley Gardens, Muswell Hill. In his new apartment, Dennis would continue inviting men over for sexual escapades, but didn't kill any of them for a while as he had nowhere to store them or burn them. So he's now in an apartment type, um, you know, like on like the third floor or something. 
So he yeah, doesn't I can't really get him underneath the floorboards there. Yeah. The first six months of living in the new apartment, there would be two incidents, but no murders. He met a student at a bar. This student would wake up in the morning not knowing what had happened to him. After seeing a doctor, he would learn that it looked as if someone tried to strangle him. Looks as if there was no report, though. So the man must have been frightened out of his mind and decided not to go to the police. Or you maybe you're saying the time frame this was maybe didn't want to get anybody involved in it because they didn't know what he was doing. That's true. That's true. You're right. Yeah, you're right. March of 1982, Dennis would meet John Howlett and invite him over for a drink. Looks as if he is back to his usual antics again. John would fall asleep in Dennis's bed, but wake up when he was being strangled. John was able to fight this monster off, passing out three times. Finally, the man's body would be dragged to the bathtub and he would be drowned to death. John fought so hard. I can't stand people like him. It would take five full minutes to kill him. So he it took him five minutes to drown him. So this guy was really fought, 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 fought. That is very sad. That has to, that that's a horrible, horrible way to die. It absolutely is. This really upsets me. You see this a lot in cases where they talk about stuff where movies don't do things justice. Like they just show like if you remember back in the day, like Rambo, oh, I snap your neck and like right. I I strangle you for thirty seconds, and people don't realize like this is a very personal thing that takes quite a long time. Yeah. It's sickening. It really is. Dennis would dismember the body, then boil body parts to get the skin off the bones. Oh. Flush all the man's organs down the toilet and throw his bones in the trash. This man has no regard or had no regard for human life. This is No, not at all. How you could do that to a, to a, oh my gosh, I I just. I know, I, I. Feel your pain, Charity. This Ugh. is absolutely ridiculous. And again, it was so long ago that I that I researched this. It's like reliving the, all these gross things. Is like I'm, oh, that's right. Because this was a case from before. Again. That's right. You know, two months later, another man was invited over. His name was Carl Strotter. Just like John, he woke up in a sleeping bag while being strangled. Then was brought to the bathtub and drowned. After being drowned, he was then placed in the corpse chair. You know, the chair that he liked to sit people in and yeah. drink beer with. And I guess Dennis had a dog named Bleep. Well, Bleep started licking Carl's face. Something oh he would never do to a corpse. He, he like knew if the body was dead and wouldn't do that. Dennis brought the man fully back to consciousness and told him that he almost strangled himself to death by getting stuck in his sleeping bag zipper. Wait, what? Yeah. Having vague memories of Dennis strangle him. Carl counted his blessings and left. Again, no police were involved. So this guy was... I mean, oh, he's... Oh, he man. Knew, he knew what happened. Yeah. Can you imagine how scary? He literally brought the guy back to life because he knew he wasn't move. fully dead yet. I, I, would, I would never see anybody I ever That's saw what again. I'm saying, I'd be right? out of there. So maybe these men thought if they went to the police, because it was that time, like we said... Oh, yeah? And being gay was kind of shunned upon... That they would do nothing and then Dennis would come after them. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? I can, I can absolutely see that. It's Uh-oh. so sad and so sickening that that was the case back then. Next, we have Graham Allen, and he was a homeless man invited to have a warm meal back at Dennis's apartment. So this is this is disgusting, too. You're going after people that think you're a good Samaritan. Yeah, people think that they're actually going, you know, this person's going to help me. This person's going to give me something to eat or something. This is absolutely Cases like this, Cherry, you it even, wind me up. Yeah, it makes it even more sad, you know? Yeah. He was strangled while eating an omelet. But Dennis would later say the man choked on his food. No, he didn't. 
Come on yeah. now. Yeah. Good excuses, though, Ugh. right? Graham's dead body was left in the bathtub for three days until Dennis could get a day off of work to dismember it, flush, and get rid of the bones. So he left him in there because he had to go to work and make the money. Wow. Can you imagine? He's I working really a full-time can't. job, and he's got these a dead body in three his days, bathtub. The three days. The smell. I, listen, the last of the victims that we know about was Stephen Sinclair. He willingly followed Dennis to his apartment and would pass out from drugs and alcohol in the chair. He would be strangled to death. The body was then bathed. At the time, it was made obvious that Stephen had recently tried to kill himself. He had bandages on both wrists. So this poor man already tried to kill himself. After the bath, Dennis would lay the naked body on the bed, take his clothes off, place mirrors all around the bed, then lay naked next to the young man's dead body, snuggling it. He would then kiss the body and tell it goodnight before falling asleep. The body was dismembered and placed in different bags so it could go to the trash. Stephen's wrist bandages were used to keep the bag shut. Oh my God. That is psychotic. Complete disregard. I, I, I don't... Did he, Could he just separate himself and tell himself this wasn't a human being? I, I don't know how you could do these things. He obviously has no regard for him at all. It's sickening. It's sickening. My next statement is arrest of an idiot, and I'm going to tell you why. Okay. Dennis started noticing that his drains were constantly getting clogged, Mark. He was very irritated by this, so he complained to his landlord. This was February 4th, 1983. Plumber Michael Catran was called to fix the problem. After inspecting, Michael would find a fleshy substance along with bones creating blockage. Dennis would joke saying, someone must have flushed down their Kentucky Fried Chicken. Gross. Oh, my God. What a dumbass, first of all. He thinks he's a comedian on top of being a psycho. Dude, what do you think is going to happen if you flush it? Charity's wound. I'm wound up. What does he think would happen if you're flushing flesh down your drain? You idiot. Well, he was also killing people, so he obviously was not a genius. The next day, Michael would come back to the residence with his supervisor. They would again inspect the drains, but would notice something very strange. All the fleshy substances and bones looked to have been cleaned out already, and the same clogged drains from the day before were now, for the most part, unclogged. Isn't that, like, really That's strange? Odd. Just Apparently, overnight? nobody threw KFC away anymore. No. Yeah, it's so interesting. This made the men suspicious, so they decided to investigate the pipes a little more intricately. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? 
picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket, outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. They would, of course, find more flesh and bones in the pipes that were attached to the top floor, going right into Dennis's apartment. The police were contacted right away after these findings. The materials would be seen by a pathologist that would confirm the bones were human and could tell from one of the pieces of flesh that the cause of death was strangulation. You go, Mr. Pathologist. Good for you. Right? That must have been pretty an intricate finding, right? Yeah. And you just got to stop and think everything else that goes down that drain and realize, oh. Oh, my God. Armed with this information, officers would go arrive at Dennis's apartment to make an arrest. They waited for him to come home. They couldn't help but notice the horrible smell of decomposition. Why hadn't anyone else noticed this? Like anyone else living there? I guess that's not a smell that everyone would recognize. I mean. Yeah, but that's a smell. If you smell anything that's like that, you know. It's a horrible smell. You thought like you would think like other residents would have complained. I don't know. When Dennis arrived home to find the police at his front door, he at first acted shocked when he was told about the confirmed human flesh and bone coming directly from his apartment's pipes. But then reluctantly... Realizing he was caught, he would bring the police to the closet that held the remaining remains of oh the bodies. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. After seeing the remains of these poor, defiled bodies, police would ask if there were any more. All Dennis said was, it's a long story. That was in quotes. Hmm. Once they were in the cruiser headed to the police station, one of the police officers would ask if the remains belonged to one or two people. Dennis would calmly say... 15 or 16 since 1978. Oh, my God. Can you believe what the police thought after hearing that? Holy crap. That is nuts. They were probably like, oh, my God, we're dealing with a massive serial killer here. Yeah. That's just crazy. Unbelievable. Once at the police station, Dennis would begin his confessions, saying he didn't mean to kill any of the boys slash men until right before he did it. Almost like a compulsion. He also didn't give authorities a reason why he killed all these innocent human beings. He was hoping for someone to give him the answer to that question. He would then take the authorities to his old apartment and told them where and how he would hide and then ultimately destroy the bodies. So he actually knew he was screwed up. Oh, yeah. And wanted answers to why he was like that. Yeah, you can't fault him for that. No, he literally was hoping that they would have someone to be able to tell him why. I fault the fact that maybe he didn't go to somebody before he killed people and said, there's something wrong with me and I'm thinking about doing this. Right. Can you imagine the horror of the people who live at his old apartment oh, and now have God. the cops show up and say, hey, we got an investigation because a lot of people were, you know, unfortunately murdered here and Ugh. you're living there. I No, no. 
but it happens all. It does. How many times do you hear, like, the, you're interviewing the neighbor next door, he or she was, they were such a great neighbor, and, you know, and there's like yeah. body pots and a freezer. Oh, absolutely. It's crazy. Crazy. Unbelievable. On October 24th, 1983, Dennis would go to trial, pleading diminished responsibility. The dictionary says this is a term used in British law, meaning an unbalanced mental state that is considered to make a person less answerable for a crime and to be grounds for a reduced charge. But that does not classify them as insane. Diminished capacity. So he's not saying he's insane. He's just saying, like, I'm a little insane. I'm a little not right in the head. I'm a little not right. But, so go easy on me, pretty much. But you should let me back out on the street. Yeah. Or, like, maybe don't give me too much jail time because I, I... Definitely don't put me in an institution that could help me. Right. I knew I did it, but I didn't know I did it when I did it. But I didn't know it was wrong. I didn't know it was wrong. I didn't mean to do it, Charity. It was an like, accident. Like, it, it happened when it happened, you know. It was an accident. Spur of the moment. Looks as if this would work for him because on November 4th, 1983, Dennis was found guilty of only six murders and what? only one attempted murder. He would be sentenced to life in prison without parole until 25 years served. So after 25 years, this crazy man could have possibly walked out of jail. Sorry, I said that funny, Let but that I am sink shocked. In. Let it sink in. People. I have like 14 exclamation points after jail. I'm not even lying. And they're big because Charity yeah. writes in like 16 yeah. point type. And, and they're, all, they're all lit up. Wow. Yeah. Not only did he murder and dismember these victims, Dennis himself has also said he had sex with at least six of them after they oh. were dead. He was a self-proclaimed necrophiliac. This guy, wow. Whatever you say just keeps getting worse. I know. I know. It feels like we're on a game show and it's like just wait there's more there's more but not in a good way Ugh. December of 1983 while in London jail Wormwood Scrubs prison Dennis would be slashed across the face with a razor by Albert Moffat who was a fellow inmate and 21 years old at the time so oh, so sad it, in pictures of him you can see the big the big he has quite the he had quite the slash from that it was a bad cut he would yeah, need, I don't really feel bad. No, I know. He would need 89 stitches and would be left with a significant scar on his cheek. Albert claimed that this was in self-defense because Dennis made sexual advances towards him. Due to Dennis's reason for imprisonment, the jury would agree with Albert. So Albert didn't get in trouble. So because of the whole slashing, Dennis would be sent to Parkhurst in North London, then spent time in Whitmore Jail and HMP Full Sutton. So he's bounced around a little bit because he... Probably makes of, friends wherever he goes. Yeah, yeah. He was kind of a target. In 1993, Dennis was given permission to give an interview from jail that would air on TV. Oh, nice. Let's give him celebrity status. Yeah, super nice, especially for all the victims of the families now who have to listen to this. Exactly. Guys, do yourself a flavor. Charity, you're still in my line. I love it. And check out this interview online. Okay, definitely. I'm going to check it out once we get done here. It's very creepy because he's he's actually pretty well spoken. And he sounds so proper because of his accent. And it's just so eerie watching him knowing now the horrific things that he did to these these poor men. I need to watch this. I do I'm too. watching it after we get done recording. I have something else for you to watch too and for the, the creeps. Okay. In 1994, 
Dennis's sentence would be reviewed by Homeland Security, and it was decided that he would now have to spend the rest of his life in jail with no possibility of parole. Thank you, God. Thank you. Yeah, this should have been from the get-go. I mean, they had so much evidence, Mark. I don't understand. I I guess because he did get rid of the bodies in the way he did, it was hard for them to have enough physical evidence for all the victims and that's why they can only do the six but yeah but he's opened up and talked about all the victims well because because he's already been sentenced yeah but not on the other ones i don't know i don't know how that works i don't either because it makes me sick but think about all these serial killers right the ones that that say they have all these more bodies and they talk about how they murdered them and stuff but if they don't have the physical evidence i don't think they can I don't know. I was, I, someone tell us how that goes. I, I mean, it probably depends on each country, yeah. each state. It's whatever. Well, with my movie recommendation that I gave out last week, which people seem to really love, they say in that movie, it's not what you know. He's got his point of finger. It's what you can prove in court. Guys, I'm really, really happy for Mark because he was feeling a little down in the dumps that the creeps weren't loving his his suggestions for movies. And now... He, this is all he's talked about. Yeah. I mean, I was like, I, I walked out and after I got a couple uh, messages on it, I said to Kristen, I'm like, they like me. They really, really yeah. like and me. And then he texted me. I did. And said, do you see the creeps like my recommendations? I have a new recommendation for this week. What and is it? And it is a comedy because we need something to brush this off. It's called yes. We're the Millers. I actually really enjoyed that <laughs> that movie a lot. <laughs> now, there's a couple reasons why I'm bringing this movie up. A, it's a comedy and it's funny. And B, Cherry knows this because, well, we're friends and we know each other. I am in the process of <laughs> suffering from a horrible spider bite on my arm. Guys, it's it's. It's it's ca- nasty. It's capital disgusting. And in this movie, we are delighted by a wonderful spider bite. And I love delighted. it. He's like, is it bad? Is it bad? I'm like, no, no. Do yourself a flavor. <laughs> Go check that movie out and let me know what you think. I think I am going to be 100% on the audience score here. Well, we'll see. At age 72, Dennis would undergo stomach surgery. He would suffer a pulmonary embolism during the procedure and would die May 12th, 2018. I'm so sad. He got to live till 72, though. I know it was in jail, but after everything he did, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I have no remorse for him. I don't don't, feel bad for him. I don't. I feel bad for the families of his victims. I feel bad for the victims. I feel bad for the people who unknowingly lived in the house that was basically a house of horror yep. and not knowing because you know that has messed with them for the rest of their lives. Rest of their lives. Dennis, I don't feel bad for you. No. Sorry. So I have a couple of recommendations on Netflix is um, the secret interview recordings of Dennis. Really good watch. I watched that. I would suggest people watch that. And I didn't read this book. I listened to it on my walks because Charity, in my eyes that is still listening and reading the book. I like it because this they had a good narrator on this one. Is it odd that I still call them books on tape? I, I do too. Oh my God. I'm like, I'm like, oh my God, I sound so old. I'll say that to my boss. I'm like, oh yeah, I, I listened to that book on tape. He's like, so uh, Dimwit, you you realize you're using like and Audible. This, and it, so and this, this book is called History of a Drowning Boy by Dennis Nilsson and Mark Pettigrew. Now, Mark... Pettigrew talks about in the beginning, he and Dennis became 
friends, kind of. Huh. Well, because they, they were together so much writing this book. Yeah. Now, this is told in Dennis's own words, and it I'm getting the chills right now because it is creepy. It is creepy. He gets he he tells you exactly what he wants you to know about him. All right, whether well, it's true or not. Since I've already seen this week's Mark movie recommendation, I will put this on my list and yes. watch it. Yeah, the well, the Netflix. Watch the Netflix, but the book. Yep. If you want to, when you're driving to and from work, listen to it. And yeah, just, I will you know, have to pause it when you get to the drive-throughs because you know there are some weird things said in it. <laughs> oh my god, I know that is. I funny. find myself forgetting sometimes, and it's like, and then her head was so, and I'm like, oh, and I press the button right away because I'm like, oh no, these people at Dunks are gonna think I'm insane. <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. Yeah. I forget that too because Me I too. I listen to a lot of talk radio and yeah. Once in a while, there's some things that are said that I'm like. Oh, my yeah. radio was really loud. And you know yes. when you're it's happened to all of us when you're walking into like a store and you're walking by the car of the person having the loud mm-hmm. conversation on their Bluetooth and you can hear everything and everyone's just looking at them like you realize you can hear you, right? So I have a funny story. So last not this past not this past Sunday, the Sunday before, we had this conversation before. Uh my friend and I, we met at um a local mall to walk. We didn't meet there, sorry, I picked her up and I had the recording of the next episode that was going to be released. And I said to her in the car, do you want like a sneak peek? And she's like, of course, right? (laughs) So we're driving, driving, driving. We get to the mall where we're going to go in and walk. And we get out of the car and I put my phone in my pocket. We're in a store and it's like dead silent. And all of a sudden, here's Mark's voice in my pocket talking. (laughs) I love it. Commenting on interesting things. And I was like, I'm like fumbling through my pocket to like try try to press the pause. It was funny. I like that. So yeah, because I will edit the episodes after I'm done and then I'll send charity a a Dropbox link. So I get to listen to it. So she can listen to it. But that does it in mind too. When I get into uh, my car, my Bluetooth connects to my phone and it automatically just starts playing random whatever. Yep. Apple, I don't know why you do what you do, but you do this. They do. You have to know, like you play things that are probably inappropriate. I'm glad you just mentioned Apple, Mark. Yeah. Guys, go ahead and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Mark. We are skyrocketing to the top. These crime creeps are, you guys are amazing. Every week when we ask you, we get more and more five-star reviews. And if you've already left one, thank you, thank you, thank you. And if you would be nice enough to leave one, that would help us so much. That's what helps the show grow. It's the algorithm that Apple uses is basically the more five-star reviews you have to the downloads, it just... makes you more visible to new listeners. So we appreciate it. You guys are rock stars in my book. Charity, awesome case. I I now scared to see what you're going to bring to me next because you just outdo yourself each and every week. Sometimes I scare myself too, Mark. Hmm, let's just let that sit and, there. And for the a minute. crime creeps are starting to really send some cases, I have to say, that ones I've never heard of. It's so hard for me to not start looking at them. Yeah. Because I know because I want to keep that where I don't know. Yeah. It's hard because some of them really Uh capture me. Yep. Guys, thank you so much. We cannot do this without you. Look forward to each and every week hearing from you. And guys, 603-212-4600. I cannot believe how many of you reached out and left voicemails and continue it because we love it and it actually makes our day. We'll see you on the next episode, guys. Bye, guys. See ya. Hey, you just stole my line. I end the show. See you, guys.
Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.